I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the book of the dead. Your move, creep. He didn't get out of the cop, the duty car! I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Crusher Johnson is gouging Mad Dog's eyes. Mad Dog staggers back. Skull Crusher has a shot to the throat. In 1979, an event occurred that changed the history of mankind as we know it. It was the year of the great championship battle between Skull Crusher Johnson and Mad Dog Joe DiCurso. And is slingshotting himself around the ring, building up momentum with a full head of steam. He heads for Mad Dog Joe, but the champion goes head first into the ropes. In a remarkable demonstration of wrestling artistry, Mad Dog employed a new and devastating combat technique. Oh no! He decapitated his opponent. The Being a deeply sensitive sportsman, Mad Dog fell into a deep depression and 120 feet into the San Francisco Bay. But did he really? Now, today, every man, woman, and child on the planet asks the number one question, is the vicious new monster called The Mask in reality Mad Dog Joe DiCurso? Uh, I, I want to ask you... I want to ask you a question. At last, a motion picture reveals the whole mind-snapping truth. Mad Dog Joe is the man. You are an idiot. Follow investigative director Leslie Uggams and creepy Dr. Tweed as they fearlessly oh. expose the romantic world of championship oh. wrestling. Oh, movie trash, huh? We're, make, we're not reporters. We're making a documentary about Joe's life. You'll see the pop stars in the parks. The beautiful people, the ugly people, the psychotic people. Now we're gonna take him! Yeah! We're gonna squeeze him! Yeah! Now, all the spectacle and scuds. I like the pain! All the magnificence and monstrosity. I don't even think I know what I knew. Comes to you in one gut-busting movie. Do you think there's gonna be a decapitation? No. Wow. Grunt, the wrestling movie. Each match said to, can't tell who you might catch. Hello everyone and welcome to Shocking Things. I am Shocking John and we have a special guest. This is a good friend of mine, Rick Del Santo of Pro Wrestling Zone Podcast. How you doing, Rick? I'm great. How about yourself? Good, good. Uh... Just wanted to, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about yourself, I just want to start by saying you're, you know, uh, talk about we've been doing horror, you know, Laura and I and other guests, and haven't done a cult film, and this is a perfect opportunity to have you on because uh, you like cult movies and, you know, you're doing a wrestling podcast, and this is perfect. It's a cult movie and it's a wrestling movie, so uh, I think it's a good combination. It's the uh, best of both worlds. Really <laughs> yes. And I love bad movies, and I love bad <laughs> 80s movies about wrestling. And there's, yes. There's quite a few, so maybe we'll have to, you know, do a oh, few episodes. Oh, <laughs> the whole wrestling craze, I mean, they, they went nuts with them, so... Um, yeah. Uh, but I think a number of years ago, one of the funny parts is that we were discussing that there was no wrestling movies that were actually taken seriously, <laughs> so... Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It took it took them years for them to finally make uh, the wrestler with Mickey Rourke, but before then, they're yes. all 
pretty ridiculous. Oh, um, abs- absolutely. Um, and speaking of just how I knew you, uh, you know, I first met you. What year? Probably like nineteen ninety three or so, around that time. It's got to be nineteen ninety three. Yeah. And um, one of the things that we both like wrestling. And then yep. another thing, we're talking about movies and you like cult films. I remember the first thing you sang was, "Oh, I love Death Race 2000." <laughs> that Do was you a remember child, that? Yeah, that was yeah, a childhood favorite. Like, oh, and so, uh, so that's just to give everyone an introduction about you. So, uh, Grunt. Now, how did you first hear about this movie, Grunt, the wrestling movie? Oh man, I used to see it at the video store all the time. You know, my parents used to take me, and they wouldn't there'd only be certain things they would let me rent. Like they wouldn't let yeah. me rent that. Or you know, sometimes if I wanted to rent a wrestling movie or wrestling, wrestling, you know, uh, tape from the, I'd have to go to my uncles or something okay. for that. You know what I mean? My parents would always be like, now nah, we're getting this. It's kind of ironic because one of the, my favorite movies of all time, which is also a gigantic cult classic was rented by my mother, which was rock and roll high school. So oh, okay. that was like, that was like the rarest occasion that she just let me rent some random movie. Okay, that's cool. So, I, you know, and I don't think I ever finally watched it until just a couple of weeks ago. You know, I saw it on Tubi, and I was like, "Damn!" But okay. I remember the, um, I remember the song from it uh, because I had it on record. The uh, wrestling tonight in the beginning of the. Oh movie. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So if there's there is a time that uh, in one of my episodes that you can actually hear me play that. Okay, so, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I found it uh, first from a uh, local video store. We used to have a huge chain called Tommy K's Videos in Connecticut, mm-hmm. which um, were like, you know, in other states, you'd have like Blockbuster would put all the mom and pops out of business. Tommy yep. K's was actually putting Blockbusters out of business. Well, they had a you know, and Hollywood, yeah, yeah, and Hollywood Video, they're putting them out. And that's the first time I saw it in the cult section was Grunt. Mm-hmm. And to me, the draw was... Uh, Adrian Street was in the movie. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, so we'll talk more about that. But now with this movie, I did a little research. Now, the director is Alan Holzman. Mm-hmm. I looked to see what he did. And ironically, this movie is a documentary. It's supposed to be a documentary on wrestling, uh, you know, about a particular wrestler. And what he did for most of his career are documentaries. Oh, real was, documentaries? Okay. Yes, which is interesting. Okay. Um, and then for the writers, uh, Alan Holzman is one of the writers. Tony Randall, for the most notable thing he did was he directed Hellraiser 2. That's a classic. And he did some visual effects for uh, Escape from New York. Okay. Uh, another writer, Lisa Tomei, she uh, was one of the writers for Godzilla 1985. And uh, uh-huh. this is interesting. It's a movie I never saw. It's another one I used to see. At the video store, never rented. I like to hurt people. She was a crew member on that. That's the other movie I was trying to think about. You know, the other day when me and you were talking about it, I was like, I know there's another wrestling movie. I used to see that, and I like to hurt people right next to each other. And I never got so now we have to look into that in the future. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Now that I remember, now that you brought that up and I remember the name of it, I'm definitely going to have to look into that uh, probably tonight. Yeah. (laughs) And then another one of the writers is Barry Zetlin, and he was the editor on Friday the 13th, part seven. So it's kind of interesting, (laughs) like, you know, some of the, like, the things they went on to do, you know, after this. Uh, The cast, uh, Maggio uh, DeCurso, Magic Swartz is his name. 
I see Did you this. Know that? Um, yeah, I'm, I have the cast in front of me, actually, waiting for it to open up. And he was um, in Over the Top. Did you know that? No, no, no. I know um, the only wrestling-related person I know that was in that was uh, Scott Norton. Okay, yeah. Uh, he was in that movie Stone Cold. Do you remember that classic? Oh, yeah, Brian Bosworth. Yep. And he was in Lionheart. Oh, Lord. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so That's he was in... He was in some good ones. Uh, and then The Mask was played by Steve Strong. Yeah, legendary wrestler Steve Strong. Now, he tagged with Jesse Ventura? I believe so. Uh, that was out in the California area, right? Okay. And uh, he was in a Tales from the Dark Side episode and uh, Tarzan the Ape Man. That's some, some more of his credits. Uh, Lola was played by uh, Marilyn Dodds. And she was in 40-Year-Old Virgin and High Fidelity, actually. That's one of your favorites, I know. I love High Fidelity. Yeah. 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 Uh, the girl Angel Face, her name is uh, Lindy Denier. She was in Spin City, Gilmore Girls. A lot of just like small parts here and there over the years. Yeah. Um, Dr. Tweed. Um, his name is Robert Glodini. He was in Cutting Class, Mississippi Burning. Those oh, are yeah. uh, okay. those, those are some of the movies. So. All right, so and then now the the premise is it's a documentary crew sets out to unravel one of professional wrestling's most closely guarded secrets. Is former wrestler Maggio DeCurso now wrestling as the mask? So uh, now when this movie starts off, it's black and white. The way it's shot, mm-hmm. it's very yeah. interesting because remember when I was younger, I rented this with my brother and we watched it. It's shot in black and white. It's very like stylized the way it's filmed. I yes. remember he said like, "Oh, this is so cool. Can you imagine if they filmed wrestling like this?" <laughs> That's what he was saying. <laughs> when we were kids watching that. I was I like, "Really?" Watch it. I, I was like, "Really?" It. I was like, "Okay." And um, and it's funny now. Back then, I didn't really think anything of it. And then in modern days, they actually have what they call cinematic wrestling matches now, which right. very similar to this, like the you know, like the Undertaker. Uh, this is more like the Undertaker, AJ Styles, and um, Sting see, and AEW. It's kind of like reminiscent, like yeah. the way it's like shot. You know, if you look at that. Who had a good one was uh, EC3 and Moose. That one was really shot. That's probably the only one that I saw that I really enjoyed that was shot. I didn't properly. see that. I didn't see really that. Good. I have it to was, watch that now. Yeah, it was just the way that it was set up was just it wasn't necessarily like it was cinematic, but it was also an actual wrestling match as well. And it was just kind of like EC3's minions. Like, you know, it was like when he left WWE. Oh, okay, funny. yeah. And you know he had the, uh, the 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 narrative, you know, and the people like all his like minions, uh, yeah, hoodie, hoodies like surrounding the ring, kind of a thing. It was just it was okay, very enjoyable. Yeah, okay. It was very kind of artsy, and it was kind of uh, probably the only cinematic match that I that I enjoyed. And I'm getting off the subject of the actual. Oh, it's fine, but, but yeah, yeah, but just if people want to see, but it's just funny how that something you just thought they only do it, you know, in cinema, they're actually incorporated in wrestling, you know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. especially for, because of COVID, they couldn't have crowds and they had to be a little, a little innovative and trying. Yeah, yeah. They had to try and think of ways around it. And this is supposed to be October 13th, 1979 when this match takes place. And it's mad, mad dog, Jody Curso versus skull crusher Johnson. And do you know who skull dress, skull crusher Johnson is? 
I'm trying to look that up. I don't see Victor uh, Rivera. Okay, that's where is it? Okay, now I see it. Yep, Victor Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he an actual another pro wrestler. He had like never really got huge, but he was big in California, you know, to a, a yeah. point. And I know. think if I remember correctly, he didn't he do preliminary work in the WWF in the eighties. He was yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah, and even WWF. I think he was yeah. in it, like for yeah. a small period of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, not only is that, it is Irish Pat Barrett is also in, who was a wrestler uh, okay. in that area at the time. Of course, Adrian Street and Miss Linda. So Yeah. Which is and then, yeah, and in that match, um, you have uh, Skull Crusher has, um, he's caught in a hangman. His, his neck is like caught in the ropes, and then he gets a, a drop kick from Mad Dog, and he just, and his head explodes. It just, he gets decapitated. <laughs> And then this is where it gets really ridiculous. A reporter asked the commissioner if he's still champion if he's headless. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good lines yeah, like that just, in this yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, so they're they're playing this straight the whole time, which is funny. And and I think the funny part about it is probably about like ten minutes into this, they do that and and then they have the reporter sitting there, and then they decide because he didn't defend the belt after like ten years that they were going to finally strip him because he's yeah, yeah, it was six <laughs> years. It's, yeah, so yeah, it took them six years from the finally vacate the title. Yeah, yeah, he's going to forfeit. You know, gonna, <laughs> he's going to. So it's like that part. I was just like, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So the story is so after you know he uh, inadvertently killed uh, Skull Cusher Johnson, Mad Dog. Uh, Got depressed and committed suicide, is you know what the story is. Yeah, and then um, his main name was it Leslie uh, was Uggins. He he doesn't believe this, so he wants to investigate what's going on. So he has a whole documentary, you know, a crew, and he's trying to look into this to see what's going on. You know, if this legitimate, because now there's another wrestler called the Mask that there's a rumor saying, well, that's that's him. You know, he didn't. He didn't really commit suicide. He's now a new character called the Mask. Right. And um, one of the things I like how the uh, the director in the film is talking about uh, his obsession with the uh, Mad Dog and how okay. he was obsessed with wrestling. And I got to throw this line out. I'm sorry, but it's like yeah, he was uh, talking about how he fell in love with wrestling. Did you remember this part in the beginning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's such a ridiculous line that's got to be brought up. It's just like that. He walked in on his parents. His dad yelled at him, get out of here. I'm wrestling with your mother. <laughs> and again, he plays it straight like this is all yeah, legitimate. Like it's you normal. Know? Like it's normal. And, and so that's how he got into professional wrestling and fell in love with it. And literally, <laughs> that's in the first like five minutes of the movie. And it's pretty much, you know, it's it's uh, it's just like a lot of one-liners like that that just like make no sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost like I would say, I mean, not exactly a more subtle version of like, if you like airplane, almost mm-hmm. like a wrestling version, mm-hmm. but just not as obvious as airplane is. You right. Know? Yeah. I could see that. Um, uh, and then they have that song comes on wrestling tonight and they mentioned like Jake, the snake Roberts in it, Adrian street, John Tolis, which I thought was, was interesting that they mentioned them in there. I thought this was interesting that they mentioned Jake the Snake in it because it's 1985. He hadn't risen to like national fame at yeah, the time. And yeah. if I remember correctly, he was either wrestling still 
in the Dallas territory or maybe even mid-Atlantic at the time, but I'm pretty sure he was in like uh, world-class okay. Dallas at the time. Was he still wearing like those drawstring <laughs> pants at the time? Like those red bell bottoms? <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah. he had like the little drawstring like for the yep. crotch area? Okay. Yeah. Yes. It was funny, yeah, because he wasn't really a big name at the time that he was mentioned, so it no. is funny. And he didn't and the funny part is he wore those pants for years and he never wore actual wrestling gear until he went to WWF to my knowledge. Yeah. Like yeah, instead you gotta look professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We're paying you all this money, kid. We gotta <laughs> you gotta get real tights. <laughs> so. Yeah, so then they have this uh wrestling match where the you know the uh documentary crew tries to look in and the mask is wrestling and there's this character called dr tweed okay. like, how, like i don't know how he, he's supposed to be the uh the president of the uh the mad dog is mask fan club this guy is hilarious because he's uh he's just a lunatic that's the guy that drives a cab right like that's his yeah job. He's, he's almost yeah. like like a used car salesman type character i guess you yes. could say you know yes. he's he's like that He's just a goofy, like you said, used car salesman, kind of a carny uh, type. Carnival He's like constantly yes. lying. You, you yes. can't, you know, anything he says is just like, yeah, like I'm, I'm not buying. But this guy, it seems like this Leslie is is desperate, so he's like following wherever he tells him to go to get leads. He's, you know, he's yes, he's just going wherever he tells him. You and, know, um, he's probably one of the best characters in the movie, though. And the fact that when he shows up to the guy's house to to go with this information on uh mad dog he just shows up with a cab and it's just like oh wait is like real jobs like yeah you know he just like <laughs> yeah, he just, he yeah. Just, like, he just seems like a like a like a loser or kind of you know, yeah yeah like, yeah he's trying yeah. to present himself as something that he's not right right and again he's playing it straight which is funny um what are the other things about this um when they talk to uh, they they have uh, like a an interview segment, if you notice, uh, and it's mm-hmm. there's Dick Murdoch's in it. For the, Dick their Murdoch. Rest. Yep, um, which I thought was awesome. So yes, yeah. and he was a, you know he was a big star at that time. And yes. the other, do you know who the other wrestler was with him? I didn't uh, know. I had to look it up. Yeah, uh, Wally George. That no, 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 no. Oh no, wait, that's no. the other guy. No, uh, I neither of us are gonna know because he's known for being a mass wrestler. Is Dick Byer? Oh wait, that oh wow, that's amazing. I had no so idea. I, that was no, I didn't know because I'm like because you because they show him in a wrestling match. Like, okay, he looks like he actually knows how to wrestle, but I don't know who right. this guy is. So, yep. everyone listening, Dick Byer's famous for being a mass wrestler. Was he Destroyer? Who else was he? Yes. Doctor X. Uh, Doctor X. Yes, and he no, had like. You can see that he has like a missing tooth, like through the mask. Okay. But I don't, you know, in the movie, I didn't even think of it. I didn't even look. I guess not because I'm looking. I'm like, I have no idea who it was. So that's the reason why, because he's been masked his entire life. So mm-hmm. I just figured that's like a fun fact, uh, you know, just to, for anyone to look into. Um, what else? Um, and then do you notice the mask, the, the character, the mask? It's based mm-hmm. on Gene Simmons of Kiss, his makeup. It's you like can a total rip off it. of that. Yeah, you can kind of see it. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of comical. And doesn't it have a mohawk? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they add. Kinda... They, I think they add some type of like tail part. Yeah. To it. Yep. Uh, one of the things that I, I thought was funny is just like they're talking about this wrestling thing, like it's gigantic and it's huge. But then they go into the 
television studio and it's like the georgia wrestling or something like that it's just yes yes gwa i think like georgia wrestling alliance right (laughs) they make it sound but once they get in there it's like it just sounds so regional by using the word georgia that's the other yes yeah because they go from in this movie they go from being in georgia because mm-hmm. like uh, it says Hackensack, New Jersey is where it's supposedly this wrestling match with the suppose it's a handicap match of Dick Murdoch right. and Dick Byers versus um, the mask. Okay. So it's called Georgia Wrestling Alliance, but they're in Hackensack, New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> so probably I, that could just be something that they threw in there in the movie, you know, intentionally because it's it's so uh Yeah. The so movie's just yeah. supposed to be so ridiculous, you know. And they play uh, one of the wrestlers, Adrian Street, uh, his song "I'm Only Happy Breaking Bones." Yes, during during a, the match, it should have been a pop hit. I tell you, and I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I don't know where he used to advertise. It was Pro Wrestling Illustrated, one of the wrestling mm-hmm. magazines. He used to have ads in there, you know, to buy the merchandise from him, and that bizarre, and he would sell. Yeah, it, well, yeah, but yeah, he would sell all this stuff, and this is a this is a funny thing, Rick would know. So he's selling like all his his albums and stuff, and him and his wife they make uh, wrestling tights and wrestling belts back then. Yep, which was at the time like nowadays with the internet, you could just buy whatever you want custom made easily. Yeah, yeah. Back then, this was not easy to obtain. So I thought this was the greatest thing in the world, and Rick and I we ordered this catalog. <laughs> from the wrestling magazine (laughs) i'm gonna tell you because they had already belts that were already designed and they had pictures of them obviously they were like black and white kind of they looked like they were kind of drawings of the belts but some of them were so cool looking i was like remember you know obviously this is before the big backyard boom but we were like oh we need one of these belts you know what i mean it's like (laughs) i wonder we all wanted to get we wanted to get gear from out of there yeah and then on top of that he sold all those merchandise on there so yeah, he saw all like like mid south uh, rest. All his matches were in mid south wrestling. He would sell on yep. there, and I still and I had to buy a, a custom wrestling mask from him. All right. <laughs> Do you remember this? Well, that's remember the the white. Oh, I made up my own character called I the remember. White Mantis. Trust me, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have this ridiculous mask to this day. Do you still have the gi? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but but I have the mask from him. So that's. Um, Figure people will get a kick out of that. Yeah, you're gonna have to post yeah, so, that when this episode yeah. comes out. <laughs> so yeah, so in this match, uh, the the manager was uh, Angel Face. Uh, she's like a French woman, and she uh, distracts the, the tag team by flashing them. She <laughs> she lifts her shirt <laughs> up. It was ahead of its time by about fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, Miss Elizabeth did it by lifting her skirt up. <laughs> yeah, but it was nothing. This, no, this is this was more distracting. <laughs> I remember that 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 happening, and they made such yeah. a big deal about. It. I'm like, it's yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Russian wrestler in here. Uh, the oh, who the hell is it? It's just oh, that's that's uh, I. Uh, I'm trying name? to remember. I can't remember. He's his another name, but... famous California wrestler. Um, you got to give me. We'll we'll get to that later. Though. Yeah. Well, but uh, so then, so after this match, uh, still doing more investigative work, mm-hmm. and uh, Leslie, he tries to talk to the ring announcer for a scoop. He's not getting the information from him, and then uh, they track down the. Uh, was it Mad Dog, Mad Dog uh, DeCurso, his um, his high school wrestling coach, 
and they and they go through <laughs> and they go through like you know all these like eight millimeter like uh, you know movies of him wrestling him coaching him and stuff like that yeah and and he only this is another one of these like lame jokes is so stupid i laughed he was born on leap year so they only celebrate his birthday every four years <laughs> and it shows him having a birthday it's just so well, they, stupid well they, that they said that then they blame that as part of like him one of the reasons that he was the way he was oh yeah 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 so that's the funny part and and but, i mean that was multiple reasons and then his coach was like oh he's such a good kid and very disciplined in it, but then you can like kind of just went nuts or something. Uh, yeah. Back then. So and then they show him like one of the pictures he's wearing a mask, which is that Gene Simmons, the same style, you right. know, when he was in high school. So this is another clue saying, well, he's got to be this mask character because <laughs> look at he's he's wearing the same mask. You know, not exactly the same, but very similar. And then um, I go to like. Um, this wrestling school that has his, it's supposed to be his ex-manager, the guy that uh, we were talking about before who's in a wheelchair. Yes, that guy's hilarious. Yeah, he says he, he knew Joe from the carnival days. <laughs> I guess they would, uh, they, they showed some footage where like they'd have like some guy, you're supposed to be able to right, pick someone out in the crowd and the guy, you know, the, the wrestler is supposed to just annihilate the guy in the crowd. Well, apparently right. Joe really beat this guy and, and he got angry at him, but then he realized he could make money with him. <laughs> Right, that's pretty uh, fun. Oh, and he says a line in here too. He goes, "Joe loves swerves." That's wrestling talk. Did you hear him say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And the fact that it's just like it's, it, you know, it's just uh, very sarcastic. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> and this is at a time where wrestling was still perceived to be real. That's the other thing. So, yeah, like things like swerves and stuff in the wrestling world, the, your average fan had no idea what the hell that meant. Yeah, so, so that the but, fact that uh, using it in this movie was hilarious. Vince Russo must have seen this movie when it came out. He must have. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then they try and track down uh, Mad Dog's uh, his you know his wife Lola, who's his manager, to try to go to her apartment. Yeah, she refuses and, to help him. Yeah, for, for quite some yeah. time. Yeah, then she just kind of like just like threw them out, threw gave them some footage, and just like threw them out of the house. Then there's a match. There's another wrestler. Uh, so it was El Toro. Yes, uh, versus the mask. Do you know who El Toro is? I do. I have it. Uh, Mondo watched. Guerrero. Yes, Mondo Guerrero. Famous. Yep. Now, what is, is he the uncle of Eddie Guerrero? I believe he, uh, Right, he's, his, he's definitely, yeah. he's, he's related, you know, so that's so the famous Guerrero that's family. That's not his older brother? Or is that maybe Hector Chavo? Hector Chavo and Mondo were the brothers, I believe. Let yeah, me, I, I... I'm gonna, uh, I could probably bring it up. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. so just, so there is, so there are some, you know, you know, some names in this movie. He was, you know, yep. bigger at that time. Um. So then now the mask, like, it starts, like, becoming more and more of a heel, like, progressively, if you notice, like, during these yeah, matches, it's too. Yeah, starting to become more and more bad because they're all perceiving him as uh, that guy, as um, yeah. Mad Dog. Mad Dog, yes. yeah. And he's trying and to there... prove that he's not. Yes. <laughs> and there's a, another line in here during this match versus El Toro. A fan yells at Angel, he goes, Angel Face, she sucks. And she goes, so? <laughs> I did catch that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it was... it's stuff like that, like inappropriate jokes that are just yeah. like one-offs. That, are, like, um, I don't even know what the hell was this rated. It's it is rated R, so I mean, you know. Oh, is it? 
Yeah, I, I assume yeah. with the nudity and stuff like that. But then they beep out some of the swears too. Well, I think that's some of the. Uh, the that's just some pro wrestling, yeah. Just yeah. because that's what it's they do, to be on TV. right? Yeah, it's supposed to be on TV or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of funny though. It's 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 so off the wall and it's just so poorly done, but it's quite enjoyable, <laughs> you know, for your wrestling fan. Yeah. And then they have the so the Wally George is a conservative like talk show host in the eighties. I don't really know much about him, you know, uh, from that no. time period. So I know he's one of those guys. I know the name, but yeah. I, you know, I remember the name. I remember because he has like a ridiculous haircut. But I don't really, you know, I yeah. was too young at that time to really follow politics or anything like that. Yeah, I had no idea what the hell like politics really were. You know, yeah. I mean, at that time period, they just yeah. They were guys in suits. You just knew yeah. Reagan was president. That was about it, right? You didn't yeah. know much, much else. Yeah, and the funny part is, like, they, you know, he's very serious. Why he's so into this uh, proving that it's uh, Mad Dog? And the guy goes on there with the record, you know, on this talk. Oh show. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he then, has um. He was as a disc jockey. He calls him a disc yeah. jerky. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He plays a record backwards with a subliminal message saying Joe is mask. Yes. <laughs> and then he thought it was preposterous and threw him out. This is that's so great. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a, and that was a big thing uh back <laughs> and, you know, well now records have gotten popular again. I don't know how many people play them or they just collect them, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that was a big thing having the hidden messages. <laughs> Well, they claim that, you know, the Beatles, you know, they claim that, you know, turn me on dead man if you play yeah. revolution number yeah. nine backwards and all yeah, that. Yeah, Queen Queen, so, uh, you wanna smoke some marijuanas uh for another one bites the dust. <laughs> I've never heard that. Now I'm gonna have to uh, Oh yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. that was a famous one. Yeah. I think it was only that. uh people that smoked marijuana would actually hear these messages. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I have yeah, I've played records backwards, you know, trying to hear these things. It just sounds like a bunch of mumbling. So, <laughs> yeah. So then the Doctor Tweed goes on the Wally George show, saying uh, Joe yeah. is mask, and you know he gets thrown out. Um, then the mask and Angel Face are interviewed, and uh, Wally asks him uh, if he's Joe DeCurso, and then uh, the mask just snaps and just attacks everyone on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's how that that whole segment ends. And now this is ridiculous. Now this uh, next match is the mask versus the Great Pyramid. And now the way this is shot, you see this guy looks like he's seven foot tall, like a guy in his, his robe, mm-hmm. and then they, <laughs> takes the robe off, and it's four midgets stacked on top of each other. Yes, yes. <laughs> 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 and then they had and the, the while they're wrestling so it's four midgets against the mask and they had these stupid cartoon voices they used during the match hey yes. come on get him, get him, get him, come on <laughs> the thing is the mask is driving in a car in a convertible and he still has his mask on yes yeah like, like no maskers would do yes so, like he wouldn't go out in public. And I mean, then, apparently. and and he's becoming like we said, he's becoming more and more of a heel before he cheated in the match. And this one, he just walks out of the match and doesn't continue and just just yeah. leaves and just drives out in his car. <laughs> People are very angry about that. And the filmmakers really arguing with him, <laughs> so, yeah, like in the car the whole yeah. time, yeah. Um, then there's a segment. This is uh, Rick and I are both big fans of uh, Exotic Adrian Street, and he. Oh. He does a, a segment, you know, uh, on his show, and he's he's talking to John Tolles, who's another. He was a famous wrestler, 
Well, when did he start really? The 60s, really? Like, when was he, the era when he was, like, the well, biggest? He was really popular in the 60s, but I think he probably started before that in the 50s. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, he was around for quite some time. You know, but I think his heyday was, like, really in the 50s, maybe the earlier 70s. And Okay. I, uh, but he was know, really, really back in the territory days. He was huge in California. Yeah, exactly. Like, a really, really big star. Yeah, he was, like, uh, probably one of the biggest villains in uh in the in the sport at that time period and uh then at the end of his career he did like a very brief stint in the wwf right as the coach oh that's right yep he uh managed um uh the beverly brothers yes. yeah. yeah so that was like you know he was much older at that that time and yeah. he and that's that's pretty much you know, a bit but he had a, he had a very good you know successful wrestling career but yep. that segment was really cool to see adrian street you know um uh and so Tolis now, he's the new manager now. After that last match, uh, Angel Face got fired. So John Tolis is the new manager of the mask. And he says the mask can't be defeated, and he, he buries Angel Face. Uh, didn't he say like she got she got deported back to France or something? He said something yeah, ridiculous. Something ridiculous <laughs> like that, yeah. yeah. And then this other guy came out, Captain Carnage. Yes, that's, he's in the song as well. <laughs> and he's... Carnage, yeah. And now I looked up his credentials. He was in Pumping Iron because the guy is huge. You could tell he's a bodybuilder. Okay. So he was in that movie Pumping Iron. The Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he comes and he came out and said the mask uh, isn't Joe. And there's a, a big brawl, you know, the, yep. you know, for that segment. Um, and then they're building up this big because also in that they're talking about they're having a battle royal. Agent Street's going to be in it. The you know, mask is going to be in. All these people are going to be in. So they're building this up. And correct me if I'm wrong, Rick. And this is okay. for a twenty-five thousand dollar battle royal. Right. For whatever reason, in that time period, weren't they all twenty-five thousand dollar battle royals? I've heard that's about the average. I'd have to say. Say, but the thing is that there was never every you know something no, no, that happened. Yeah, yeah, but there's and because if I'm not, I, which was it? Was the, I don't know, the AWA toy set I had a battle royal set? I don't know if that was a twenty five thousand dollar check it came with. Oh, really? it might have been too. Yeah, so that stuck in my head that twenty five thousand dollars in the mid eighties was uh, always a purse if you won the battle royals. It that's seems awesome. you know. Yeah, that's crazy. And then but now they're interviewing all the fans. You know, uh, they're all hyped up. What do you think about this battle royal? Who's going to win? And they get some real characters that they interview for this, too. Do you well, agree, wrestling, Rick? Wrestling fans, yeah, wrestling known, fans are... Yeah. They're not known for being intelligent. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Rick and I, was <laughs> we went to this wrestling convention, and the guy was filming, I don't know if he was doing a documentary or something, and he's asking me questions. And he said, uh, and then he shut up the camera, yeah, you're too normal. Then he goes, let me go to this guy. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, we were at a, a, a yes, yes, I remember that exactly. Yeah, uh, the thing is that um, we also get, no matter what shows we happen to go to together, that we somehow end up getting seats next to uh, some sort of rabid, crazy fan. Yeah. Know, we'll just to put it nicely. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they're interviewing all these fans, and now there's a there's a masseuse. Did you see that? There's a guy massaging, and he said, "I don't know if this was a mistake or if it was intentional, but it sounded mm-hmm. like it was unintentional." He goes, "He was massaging, and, and he said, and he's talking about have you seen a lot of injuries in wrestling?" He goes, "He goes, I've seen broken wrists and compressed dicks. 
And then he goes, <laughs> compressed discs? Did you hear him say that? Uh, for some reason, that that's that probably was a mistake, and they just probably didn't It, it sounded it like yeah. he really did make a mistake, and then he tried to cover it up quick. You they know, it, it, they didn't have it. They, they either didn't have it in the budget to do another take, or yeah, because this is or, a low budget movie. It yes, definitely, very, you know, very. They they say they're in all these different you know areas. At one point, they say they're in Maryland and Hackensack, yeah. New Jersey. They're in California the entire time. But that you GW know? that GWA logo is in the background the entire yes. time. Yes, so. yes, and they and they repainted WWF LJM figures to be their wrestlers. Did you notice that? On, uh, on the yes. little on the podium, yes, yep, that's pretty funny. And then now this big, you know, the battle royal and the, the whole series of matches is taking place. At, and this is a historic wrestling building, the Olympic Auditorium. Yes, that was huge in the you know in the sixties and seventies. Uh, that was that's where John Tolis made his uh, you know his name in that yeah. building, as well as uh, Classy Freddie Blassie as well. That's where yeah. the, the peak of both their of their careers was. So yeah, so then and it starts off it has Queen Kong versus Charlie. I don't know who Charlie is, but Queen Kong was very big. Yep. You know, not really, really huge, but but she had some popularity, you know, at that time. Yeah. Um, and then and then they're playing during that match Adrian Street song Mighty Big Girl for Her Age. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you caught that. No, I didn't uh that time. Um I'm gonna have to find his record. I like that one yeah. song that I did. I'm so in love with me. My favorite song. <laughs> uh, so then this is big. They set up this battle royal, and they have some wrestlers coming down. I probably, I'd say to most people listening, because during this time period, uh, they have American Starship Eagle, which is Dan Spivey. Yep. Well, you say he's probably he's probably the most well known, probably to people <sighs> average. If you're like between like forty, you know, forty and older, you'd say like that's yeah. the one name you would I'm, know. Sometimes it's it's really strange to. You know, that's probably the one that you would remember all the Obviously, you know, he had a career in the WWF as w, uh, Danny Spivey and Waylon Mercy, you know. So, yeah, he was in uh, WCWs and the Skyscrapers, right? Yeah, so, I mean, yep. so, I mean, so, I mean, I'd say, you know, for, you know, for mainstream, you know, most people will know him. Uh, this is a guy only like, if you fought, if you're like a nut, like Rick and I, or you lived in California, <laughs> wild man, Jack Armstrong, and he's the Russian guy, Warhead. Oh, that's, he was a staple of uh, the California independent circuit. Uh, yeah. And he made a career out of it, you know, and then uh, he had a pretty, I guess, successful career working for Herb Abrams. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, for, for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, uh, so during this battle royal, I mean, they have pinfalls during this. Mm-hmm. You know? I've only seen like one or two battle royals like that. Time. Yeah, so that that's not really a common thing. It's like they had pinfalls, and then it seemed like there's over the top rules too at the same time, right? Didn't yeah. it seem because that's because Dan Spivey got eliminated, and then John Tolles attacks him outside with chains. Maybe this is just a bad, you know, the director knew nothing about it, but none of the wrestlers got in there and said anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of strange, right? You you yeah. assume. Yeah. Um, and then the the Captain Carnage has his head in the ropes, kind of like just uh, the beginning. We talk about the first match, you know, um, with the Skull Crusher Johnson, and Mass was about to drop kick him, and then all of a sudden, you know, this like really like cheesy '80s music appears, and then uh, Mad Dog enters on a motorcycle. 
Yeah, and he looks like your uh, next door neighbor if you lived in a trailer park. I was gonna say he looked like um, <laughs> he, he looked like he looked like Diamond Dallas Page, or you could say he looked yeah. like Dog the Bounty Hunter, but more like Dog right. the Bounty Hunter, probably. To, right? I think the mullet is definitely more than more like Dog the Bounty Hunters. So. Yeah, so he's, and that surprised me. It's like, oh, you know, it's just, you know, so he came out because we didn't know if he really was the mask or not, you yep. know. So so the, 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 that was a swerve part, you know. When they talk about swerves, well, we got a swerve definitely with that. And then, you know, the mask, uh, he chokes Joe with his chain. Joe escapes. Tolos gives Joe a backbreaker. <laughs> so, and then, uh, then they rip off, you know, Joe rips off. Uh, the mask, his mask, and then Lola's there and they celebrate, and that's now, I was hoping, I don't know, I, I guess this movie is, it's not going to be typical, so you'd assume like they'd end like that with a feel-good ending, but they still yeah. went on a little bit more, you yes, know, they, they still went yeah. on with, like, Leslie, how he's mad with the way it ended. I think he wanted, like, more, like, controversy. He was hoping that, to be, like, a, yeah, right? He, he was hoping that the mask was uh, Mad Dog. You know, like, and I think that when it wasn't, yeah, they just focused. I mean, it didn't go that much longer, maybe another what, five yeah. or so minutes. Yeah, yeah, not much. Yeah, but like, yeah. So then uh, so he's complaining to Dr. Tweed about it. And then he goes, why don't we talk about it over dinner? He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's how it ends. It was just such a weird ending. You yeah, know? it really was. Yeah. And then they, I think they ended up just walking off into the sunset, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah. want to call it. <laughs> yeah. It's just very bizarre. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I it's it, it's a fun movie, and it's a type of thing when it came out, just because wrestling was so huge at the time. Yeah, it's just it was, you, you didn't get away with putting anything out, basically, right? Pretty much. And there was a bunch of really bad movies in the eighties about wrestling, and like I said, most of them were done in the style of comedy to just make it, you know, just kind of goofy and not serious yeah yeah so I mean, the average person would get in wrestling is huge people people watch it just because there's wrestlers involved in it right and wrestling was like yeah. the hottest thing in the world in 1985 you know yeah so. that's when vince was taking over nationally he had toys lunch boxes all that other crap you know but yeah. then they got you know they didn't really use a ton of uh famous wrestlers in this movie but no no, no. At least on the national level, you know, maybe yeah. on the local level. Yeah, to me, like, I mean, you and I, like, Adrian Streepy, and it was, like, the coolest thing to me when, like, you know. I mean, he was, outside of Dan Spivey, he's probably the most well-known wrestler in the movie. Um, yeah. You know, he never really, I don't, to my knowledge, he never made it to WWE, right? No, I mean, no, he never did. Make... They did, but they did acknowledge him. I mean, they ripped off his gimmicks. I mean, if adorable Adrian Donis is definitely yeah. ripped off. Goldust, definitely, you know, inspired by him, you know. And I think last year there was a documentary on him on the WWE Network. That's what I was going to say. Like, so they definitely, you know, it was it's short, but it's, it's actually really good. No, it's, know, yeah. I remember. Remember, I texted. He's like, "Oh, did you ever see this?" And like, yeah, I'm like, it's actually really good. So it's yeah. cool that they, because he really was like a. His gimmick was that he's like this prissy. He's got like you know his hair like in little Larry, pigtails. Flamboyant, wears makeup to the ring. You know, but once the bell rings, he's very serious and like you know. No, he just he knows how to wrestle. And he can beat the crap out of you. So like he like it's like a you know like a, a switch. You know, you flip the switch, he completely changes. Yeah, I'm really surprised he never wrestled. I mean, for WWF, he, like you said, he made it in the mid south. He worked for the Savoldis on a regular basis as well. 
So I mean, that's that the was first basically... time I saw him when I was a kid was an ICW wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's the first time I actually saw him. And yeah. Um, yeah. And if you ever want to watch his, to me, if you ever see him, Rick, if you ever uh, look on YouTube for his matches against, um, oh, was it, uh, Rip Rogers. Oh, geez, that's gonna be pretty interesting combo knowing rip rogers yeah so those are really good matches when i was doing the search for his matches so watch those if you want to like i thought i thought they had like a pretty good feud yeah i could imagine i like rip rogers a lot i think he's probably yeah one of the most underrated talkers in professional wrestling like that and then like really and, I'm, and i'm reading the comments and like and rip rogers actually comments on the the youtube matches saying like mm-hmm. how great how great adrian street is and how underrated he is and He's very active on social media. Uh, he yeah. follows me on Twitter. You know, we'll interact every now and again. And he That's is cool. he is very very funny. And you know, if you mention him, he will he will respond to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he'll cool. he's very he's a cool dude. He really is. His interview he did an interview with Cole Cabana a couple of years ago. And for a sixty something year old guy, he's the energy he had in that interview and the jokes he made. Maybe some of a oh, little yeah. bit of inappropriate you know about women but they were freaking hilarious he was just <laughs> coming off really really funny that's funny yeah that's about it Rick. i don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about or anything you want to plug or anything nope i just want to mention the coach his coach his high school coach in the movie i, I was looking this up while we were doing this to see what else okay. he did he actually was a professional wrestler as well uh oh really in, yeah back in i don't know let's see um all the pictures of him are in black and white. So he basically retired in the 70s, but he debuted. He wrestled from the 30s to the 70s. His name is uh, Billy Varga. So I'm not sure. Okay. I, I know, know the name. Is. Yeah. He's like I, one of those I, guys. I've heard that, it, but never yeah. actually saw him wrestle. Yep. And he basically wrestled. You know, this movie basically was out of being California. He held the, uh, the NWA Hollywood tag team. Uh, or, yeah, Hollywood tag team titles. Basically, every. Every title he held was out in that side of the country. So okay. that kind of a thing. But he was a pretty well-known wrestler around that time period. I didn't know that going into it. And obviously him being older, I had no idea who he was. But yeah, yeah that's pretty much it for all I have. I had, uh, I'd love to, you know, this is a movie that I'm definitely, I've watched it twice since. You know what I mean? Since and it's the, on Blu-ray. So I'm, I'm yeah, actually oh, thinking about actually buying it on Blu-ray. I wonder if there's any really cool extra stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> I know if there's commentary or anything like that. Be worried. Yeah. If anybody wants to watch this right now, it's free on Tubi. Yep. So it and you, who knows how long it'll be on there, but it's definitely you know mm-hmm. worth a shot for free to to watch it. Rick, do you want to plug your uh, podcast or social media and everything? Yeah, I have a podcast where I talk about wrestling, mostly the NWA. Uh, and independent wrestling, especially in the northeastern part of the United States, it's called Pro Wrestle Zone. You can check out uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, PWZ Podcast, and my personal Twitter is at the Rick Del Santo. And give me a follow and check out my episodes. We got some really good ones coming up. Uh, lots of really good, uh, good ones coming up in the future. All right. Well, thank you, Rick. I hope to have you on again so we can watch more bad movies and talk about them. I love bad movies. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye.
got lots of money, but that's really not my style. Nearly all the pleasures in my life are gone. I can't think of many things that make me want to smile, but there's one thing that really turns me on. I wanna hear the crunch. I wanna hear the cracks. I wanna hear the moans and groans. Professional wrestling of the independent kind, the National Wrestling Alliance, and the United Wrestling Network. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to professional wrestling podcasts. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to it on. Also, please share this podcast with others. To follow us on Instagram please go to shocking.things.podcast and do like us on Facebook. It's at shockingthingspodcast. Our email is shockingthingspodcast at gmail.com and you can leave a voice message that's located in the show notes. And until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.